Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Leading Life Large. This is Rob Braun. It is September 20th, 2010. It is 6 a.m. here on the West Coast and I appreciate you joining me this early morning if you're up with me. It is flat out dark this morning. No more uh, lingering summer it appears that uh, autumn is here. I even feel it in the air this morning. feels good though. So I hope you had a terrific weekend. I hope you had a terrific week. I hope that you were able to Take advantage of paying attention to your days, paying attention to looking at whether or not you are living your life full on, if you're leading your life large. The invitation each Monday morning is to join me, 6 a.m. If you're uh, gutsy enough to get up this early in the morning or download the program later on Monday morning to kick your week off, to give you something to really think about in your life as far as how you're living your life, how you're running your business, how you're leading your people, how you're leading yourself. It's an opportunity for you to really take a look at not what you're doing wrong, but what you can do to improve on, what you can do to pick your game up more, what you can do to be more of what you need and what people in your life need for you to be in order to be living your life full on out there. And that's my want for you. So this morning I am energized and ready to go. I've got a Busy, busy week coming up, and um, it would be actually pretty easy for me to feel a little overwhelmed this morning, but I'm choosing not to be, uh, even though I've got a lot I've got to get done before I've got my first client that I uh, take care of this morning out in Irvine, California. Um, the interesting thing happened over the weekend, and, I'm, and this isn't necessarily what I want to talk about this morning, but I, but I just can't help but bring it up because it, it brings up energy in me. Um, what we're going to talk about this morning, we're going to talk about leading your people and getting the most out of them. And uh, so I'm going to be talking for most of you that are, that are in groups, that are leading teams, that are leading organizations, that are leading businesses. And what I also want you to know is you can, you can also apply this to your family, to your kids. Um, and I'll show you how you can do that. But what I want to bring up is something that happened the other day, and, and, um, and it really just speaks and just screams out to me how damn unhealthy we are as a as a culture uh, especially here in our country and you know and I, and I'm and I can't speak for other parts of the world that they just don't have access to some of the advantages that we have you know as far as nutrition and medicine and and um, you know ability to keep ourselves healthy and uh, you know I went on um, uh, I'm looking for a yoga class uh, to be able to start uh, participating in here locally, um, uh, and and I'm finding some classes available out there. But we, we've got, well, the point is we've got access to just all kinds of possibilities to help keep us healthy. And and my son and I the other day, I was at the market and I'm I'm getting uh, some food for dinner. And we're going to eat a pretty healthy dinner. We're getting some fish that I'm going to grill up and. Um, Eggplant, and uh, I think it's all we got on this trip. But we were, you know, planning a planning a fairly healthy dinner that evening, and and we're standing in line, and and ahead of us 
is a woman and her two daughters. And this is not coming from a judgmental place, but just stating data. And and it was when we walked away, my son looks at me and he goes, Dad, I know it's not polite to stare, but I was having the hardest time not looking. And of course, and I asked him, so what was it you were noticing? And what he and I both could not help but notice was how heavy this woman was and her two teenage daughters. Um, and they're, they were twins, and they're, they're just, they're twin heavy. So, so whatever one was doing, the other one's doing too. Their faces were all just riddled with pimples and bad acne, even the mom, and I don't know how old she was, but she's got teenage daughters, so she's got to be in her 30s or 40s. And the, the, the belt going on the conveyor right there was loaded with bags of chips and just about every colored soda you can imagine, grit and orange and strawberry and cola and all this. And, and, and again, I was watching this, and my son too, and just going, what is going on with these people that that their bodies look the way they do and they're putting this stuff in them and and you know and I'm and I'm I'm saying this one to be careful because I also know that you know sometimes geez have a soda have a bag of chips you know whatever and respect your body geez respect the the temple this this body we've only got this one time and and I'm not here to preach but it also just pissed me off that there are some people that would love to be able to have their health back that they've lost or something along the way they've done things right and and the body has gotten disease in the body so something's not gone right and and clearly there's these individuals and by the way not the girl's fault and it's one thing I'm I'm real clear about that they're they're, they've, they've got a parent that's modeling, a parent that's giving permission to her, not setting boundaries and not being a good model for their kids. And, and so I'm clear about that. So the point is, just as a, as a precursor, anything else I want to share today, if you're not taking care of yourself and you're just blatantly abusing your body, knock it off. And that doesn't mean don't have fun stuff. That doesn't mean that, that you've got to be 100% you know, eating everything that you do. I, I, I'm certainly not. I mean, I, I, I've got a little thing of M&M's right here. I haven't had any this morning, but, you know, I'll have some stuff or I'll, maybe I'll have some ice cream or, um, you know, my wife and I, we went out to dinner last night and, and we knew that we were going to be out, have a couple of beers, and we, we grabbed an appetizer that was normally not on our menu. It was some, you know, deep fried calamari and, and damn, it tasted good. And, uh, tonight we'll have salads for dinner, and I'll eat a good breakfast this morning. So it's not about, it's not, definitely not about, you know, not okay to have stuff. But, but if you're abusing your body, knock it off. We only get this one shot around, and and um, it was just, it was so blatant, and it just, it does, it pisses me off when I see people just blatantly abusing their bodies, having no regard whatsoever for their, for their health and. And, you know, I don't wish any harm on this woman or her two daughters, and there's a good likelihood that something will settle into their bodies long before it was supposed to that may create some problems for them if they don't turn things around right now. So enough preaching on that one. So let's talk about, let's talk about leading your people. Let's talk about leading your teams out there. 
What I know is in order for us to be real effective leaders, we have got to have our teams on board with us. And you know, and I and I hear this term buy in. I hear that a lot. We've and we've heard it for decades now. And and I don't know that we're really looking for buy in out there. Buy in to me is when my team buys into my vision, my idea, um, my mission, and and I, I, obviously I've got my vision, I've, I've got where I want to go, and what I'm really seeking rather than buy-in is I'm seeking for them to embrace it as their own. So I don't want them to buy into mine. I want them to embrace it as their own and have it become theirs. And so what I may need to do is I may need to find out how to how to have this vision that I've got for myself and my company, how to have that also incorporate what my people want for themselves or even want from me as their leader. So I've I've really got to there's some things that I can do out there that are most definitely going to support and help me really getting the most out of my talent and most out of my teams. And this doesn't matter if I'm leading a company, if I'm uh, leading an organization could be a volunteer organization, could be a uh, nonprofit organization, could be a um, a networking organization. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that I'm doing, it could be leading a bunch of kids uh, playing baseball. I could be leading my own kids into, you know, um, from adolescence into adulthood. Wherever that is, there are certain things that I can do to be able to get the most out of the people that I'm leading. And when I say get the most out of them, I'm not talking about how to use them, but I'm, I'm talking about having their talents rise to the top. I mean, having their performance and who they are be the absolute best that it possibly can be. And that really is my primary role as their leader. And that is my belief. My primary role as their leader is to help my team members rise to their highest performance level possible, the highest place that they can possibly attain in life, that without me they would probably not reach. And not that I'm any big deal, but I'm someone who can recognize the talents, recognize what's possible for them, and to help them get what that is for themselves. And that's my job. That's my goal. So I'm going to share with you just four tips, um, four things that I've got that I use on a regular basis, that I teach on a regular basis, that I coach on a regular basis, that when I go to speak, I, I really preach, if you will, on a regular basis on how to help people get the most out of their talented people. There was a book, that's um, been some years, it's been out now, and I'm looking for it on my shelf. That's not quite here, but... Um, First Break All the Rules. It was a book, um, Buckingham, and one of the things they say in there is that people want, and if they don't get it, they're going to move on, and they're going to move on until they do find it. And rarely, uh, when there's surveys done out there, and I've read some that talk about what people want most out of the organization, rarely is pay and benefits at the top. It's usually a combination of other things that really speaks to their talents as being their talents being recognized, uh, recognition recognition for a job well done, um, feeling safe to uh, to express and be themselves. That these are typically things that that rise on that list that that show up before money benefits. 
that sort of thing, which are important. We, we know we need the green to be able to make things go. But a talented person will leave an organization. They may be getting more pay to go to another company where they may get some of those uh, um, intrinsic motivators um, that really do inspire and move and, and develop them on a, on a very internal level rather than the external motivations like money and benefits. So I just want to talk. So, so the deal is, and, and what they went on to say is, we've got great visionary leaders out there that can hold the vision for an organization. We've got talented people on the team. What we don't have oftentimes are the people who are managing that talent. And I say manage, but I'm going to use manage and leadership very, uh, very um, uh, intertwining right here because there, we, we can no longer just manage our people. We must, we must manage our people from a leader's perspective because people want to be led and people are seeking out great leadership. They want it. They're hungry. They're starving for it. And I think there's some components that, that you and I can do to help get the most out of our people. One of the big things tops on the list for me is to get to know who my people are. It is impossible for me to lead my team, lead my people to the highest level of performance if I don't know who my team is, if I don't know who makes them up. I've got to know what their talents are. I've got to know what their interests are, what they aspire to, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. I need to know that in order for me to help get them to the highest level. And I have seen leaderships, I've worked for leaders that have, that their belief in leadership is that ivory tower type leadership where where the less they see of me, the better. They lead from this place of mystery and power over rather than this, this place of openness and really getting to know who their people are. And it doesn't mean you need to know every intimate thing about your people, but you need to know who they are. What does motivate them? What does inspire them? What gets them excited? What's important to know about them that may help you to better connect with them as, as individuals? Um, some really uh, simple examples would be if I'm wanting to acknowledge my people for a job well done and, and, um, and I, I get myself a stack of those Starbucks cards, maybe 5 or $10, right, or Jamba Juice, whatever that is. And if I very blanketly you know, go to my team of 10 and go, here, gang, here's a Starbucks card. Go enjoy, and thanks for all the work. Um, I think that's a good idea. It's not unlike, um, at the end of the day, me saying to my team, hey, great job out there. Way to go. The thing that it's missing, though, is the individual um, reward, okay? So I, so I hand out my Starbucks cards, and it turns out that two or three of my people out there don't drink coffee. And if they don't drink coffee, maybe they also are, you know, cutting down on their carbohydrates. So, so I don't know, maybe even the, you know, the Jamba juice isn't going to work, you know. So, so the, the idea here is that there may be a mismatch right there. There may be, I may be throwing the Starbucks card out there, and I've got people that will just never have anything at a Starbucks. Uh, a great example, my wife, where she works, um, that would be an example right there if she gets handed a Starbucks card. My wife doesn't drink coffee after her cup of coffee in the morning and also doesn't, you know, uh, drink juices or, or have uh, pastries or something throughout the day. It's just not anything she would ever use, doesn't use. In fact, in the past when she's got them, she hands them over to me. I'm the Starbucks guy. So what makes sense to her is to, is to is receive some kind of reward or acknowledgement that's more fitting who she is, where what she'll do is she'll get 
um, a Victoria's Secret um, card or a you know a card that just goes to the the mall you know our local mall here where she can go to any of the stores clothing stores or whatever and, and you know have to apply something toward that so it's more fitting who she is it matches her because the person that that she works for pays attention to who she is gets to know what's important to her so when we're leading our teams we've got to know who they are we've got to know where they want to go we've got to know where they want to be we want to got to know what they want to aspire to get to know your people I can't lead my people if I don't know who they are the other is get involved with their development get involved with helping them to set goals for themselves and one of the things I, I always say when I'm out there um, training managers or or even align people what I will say to them is if you don't have goals you're just waiting around to die you're waiting around to leave the planet if you're not working towards something personally or professionally in your life so you want to make sure that all of your people have got goals find out what those goals are help them to develop those goals professionally and personally help them to develop those and then create help them to develop a plan in order to be able to succeed at these goals help them to have something that they're working toward always be working toward some type of development always be working toward helping to develop them professionally because reality is if they're on your team if they're in your company if they're on in your department then it serves you to help develop them professionally so they perform at higher levels, advance, and do all the things they need to be able to do to get to their next level on, within the organization. A big problem you're going to have, which would be what's called a high-quality problem, if it comes time for promotion and you've got three or four people that have been groomed and preparing and training for exactly what they need to be able to do to have that position, and now you've got the tough task of having to select which one of these good, talented people are going to be able to get that position. So you want to make sure that you're helping to develop them by helping them to develop their goals. The other thing you can do to help develop them is to be able to give your people feedback on a very, very regular basis. Too many times I hear people say, I don't give feedback until I get my semi-annual or my annual performance review. And I'm not getting feedback. I'm not hearing what it is I'm doing well, which, by the way, is a very, very big problem. We're going to address that here in a moment. I'm not learning what I'm doing well, but I'm also not getting corrected along the way either. I'm not getting any feedback. And one of the things that I know happens is leaders tend to hesitate to give feedback because feedback has been framed as this very, very negative thing. So what ends up happening is if I'm a leader and I know I need to give one of my people some feedback, they've, they've done a procedure wrong or I think there's a more efficient way they can do something, whatever the heck it is, and what happens is I don't go in and do this thing because I know they're going to give me some grief, I'm going to get some flack back, I'm going to get, they're going to be defensive, and what happens is if I go in with this attitude that, yes, it's going to be difficult, then it's going to be difficult, and I create exactly what it is that I'm wanting to really avoid. So the first thing I've got to do is I've got to start reframing feedback. Feedback is what I give to my people that's my perspective that I think is going to help them to perform better. And then the feedback may be that you're doing a great job, keep it up. It may be that there's another way to be able to do this, let me show you, or, or let's, let's look at another way so that I can help you to perform better. So the point is if we frame feedback in the way that I deliver feedback to my people because I care about their advancement and development. And if I can make sure to convey that to them, the next time I give feedback, I'm going to have more open ears. 
Now, it doesn't mean there's not going to be some feeling involved because you and I both know it stings to hear from someone else that I'm not operating as, as effectively or efficiently as I possibly can. Uh, if I go out and give a presentation, I get some feedback that maybe I missed the mark on something. That's a little bit of a sting. I'm proud about what I do, and I take a lot of pride. And if there's something that I missed, it's like, shit, I, you know, I want to build perform better. But I'm glad I've got the information to be able to help me go and perform more effectively, more powerfully, whatever it is that I need to change differently for next time. So we all know that we can take that. Your people can too, and the reality is they're counting on you as their leader to give them feedback on a very regular basis. And I think if we normalize feedback, it doesn't have to be that big sting. So let's make sure to be giving your people feedback on a very regular basis, okay? Getting involved in their development. Number three, make sure to acknowledge people when it's time to acknowledge them, when they've done something worthy of acknowledgement, worthy of praise. That is one of the number one gripes I hear from employees that they don't get recognized. I remember the other or last week, I made some kind of comment, um, something very simple. Uh, oh, here's what I, something very simple was. Uh, I've got a, uh, a team of people I've been training now for some weeks, and they came in in the morning, and I says, "Hey, good morning. It's good to see you." And they looked at me. And it was, it was as if they'd never heard that before. And I even said, you don't hear that, do you? And she says, no, I don't. And I go, I'll bet you'd love to hear that from your leadership. And she goes, that would make my day. Something as simple as, it's good to see you this morning. And we went on to talk more about how much praise these people just don't get. They don't get acknowledged for, for being there and, and showing up and being prepared for work. They're not acknowledged for a job well done. What happens is when they do something wrong, you bet someone's ready to jump on their asses about it. But outside of that, they're not getting praise. They're not being acknowledged. And gang, you and I both know that can wear a person down. If they're not being acknowledged for a job well done, they're going to go to where they can get it. Now, you and I both know there's plenty of people out there that don't need us to say you're doing a great job to keep doing what they're doing. And there's some people out there that we really count on. We've got great team members that just day in and day out, we can count on them there. They work their butts off for us. They're conscientious. They do everything they can for us. They need to be acknowledged too, maybe even more so, because we want them not only to op continue operating at that high level, we want them to go above and beyond that. So let's make sure that we, we make sure to give acknowledgement. And even when you've got people that, um, and whenever I ask this question out there, you know, if we got people on your team that, that you know, you're, you'd be able to operate more efficiently if they weren't on your team. In other words, you know, um, have you got some people that are problem people or aren't performing at certain levels? And, and I see leaders, they've always got people like that. They also need acknowledgement when, when they do anything, you know, that, that's, that's different. And one great example would be is if you've got a team member who's not showing up to work on time. Well, first of all, one of the things to help curb that behavior is make sure to hold them accountable to that behavior. The second thing is, is when they do start changing that behavior, make sure to acknowledge it. Now, you wouldn't acknowledge them the same way you would the person who shows up every day on time. You don't go, hey, thank you for showing up on time today. No, because they're always doing it. But if you've got someone that they've struggled with it and now they're starting to turn that behavior around, acknowledge it. Because the reason we acknowledge performances and behaviors is so we can reinforce those performances and behaviors so we can get more of them. 
So the third one is, is make sure to give acknowledgement when it's warranted. Make sure to acknowledge your people. And not just good job, let them know specifically what they're doing well so they know what to repeat. And the final thing is, I'm going to offer uh, to be able to help get more out of your people, is to demonstrate that you care about your people. Demonstrate you care about them as individuals. Demonstrate you care about their performance, that you care about their advancement, that you care about their lives. Let them see your heart. I've had so many leaders that believe they need to keep their hearts separate because they're going to lose respect for their team members or from their team members, that they're not going to be able to lead them, they're not going to be able to get what they need out of them. And I'm going to tell you, I think it's just the opposite. I think when you show your heart, I think when you really let them know you care about them, that you're going to get far more out of them. And this is my belief. If we, if we lead from what we call that democratic or free reign style of leadership where we keep our team members involved and, and we um, keep them involved, we give them opportunities to demonstrate autonomy, all those ways of demonstrating we care about them, and when it comes time for us to step into that commanding style of leadership where we've actually got to kick some butts, where we've got to go, team, I need your help now. We've got this project we've got to get done. We're going to have to stay late today and tomorrow, boom, 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 whatever that is. If I have demonstrated on a very regular basis I care about my people, I care about their feelings, their advancement, their progress, their goals, their lives, I think when it gets down to crunch time, when I really need them to kick it in, I'm going to get across the board, you got it, boss, I'm on it. I think I'm going to get people to come and do whatever I need from them because I have demonstrated that they are not just a commodity, they're not just a social security number, that they are a talent that I could not survive in my business without. And if they know this on a regular basis, when it comes time to ante up, I'm going to have them. So I've shared just a few things this morning are ways that you can get more out of your people. Get to know who they are so you know how to lead them. Get involved in their development. Know what their goals are. Help them develop goals. Help them to reach their goals. And give them feedback on a very regular basis. Give them acknowledgement. Praise them when, they, when it's warranted. Praise them when they're performing at high levels. Praise them when they're going from a low-level performance behavior and they're making a shift to a desired performance behavior. Let them know you know it. Let them know you recognize it. And finally, show your heart. Demonstrate your care. Use these, pay attention to these every single day with your people that you're leading your company, the people you're leading in your department, the people that you're, you're uh, working together on a volunteer organization or a nonprofit organization, you're leading a committee, the young people on your football or your baseball team, I guess it's base football season right now, um, your family, your kids, they're all going to benefit from the same stuff. So look for opportunities for you to do every one of these. Know your people, get involved with their development, goals and feedback, give acknowledgement when it's warranted, give them praise when it's worthy, and demonstrate that you care. Show them your heart. You're going to get more from them. So I'm glad you joined this morning. If you join live, hooray for you. Your day is and your week has already started. If you download this later on, please make sure to just, for yourself, for your people out there, Pay attention to, to how it is you're leading them. Pay attention to how they feel about you being their leader. Make sure to do these things right here, and you're going to get more out of your talent. So as always, every Monday morning, I invite you to don't live small. Live your life big. Take chances. Take risks. Be bold. Be daring. Go for it. 
we're not going to get to do this life again, at least not not in the form we're doing it right now. And gang, there's no time like today to start making some of those changes because tomorrow is not promised. Start now. Start making that difference in your leadership. Start taking a look at your people in different ways. You're their leader. They need every bit of you to be able to get where they're going, and you need every bit of that for for them of them for you to be able to get what you're going. So do everything you can to get the most out of your people. Have a great week. Glad you tuned in. Make the most of the information you got this morning. Do something with it. Don't just have it be good information. And have an outstanding week. Lead your life. Live your life large out there. Thanks for joining me. Rob Braun signing out. Happy September 20th to you. Go get them. Have a great, great week. Bye-bye now.